Hello, and welcome to this week's look at Stunts in Action on film and television. Let me start by asking you a question. How are you with the concept of skydiving? Leaping from an aeroplane with nothing but a parachute strapped to your back. For many of you, nothing in the world would make you go anywhere near an aeroplane that didn't have, at the very least, complimentary drinks throughout the flight. But millions do. It's exhilarating to know that you can jump from a plane, skydive for a few seconds, and then deploy a parachute, allowing you to drift calmly to the ground. But what happens if one of those important elements is removed? Man has always been fascinated with bird-like flight. Movies have inspired us to believe that a man can fly, like Superman, for instance. So it was with combination of movie-inspired magic that Luke Aitkins pulled off a remarkable feat back in 2016. Luke had coached the US Navy SEALs on skydiving techniques and had himself performed over 18,000 jumps since starting his skydiving career at the ripe old age of 12. He'd worked on films including the remarkable skydive sequence in Iron Man 3 and had been part of the team that helped Felix Baumgartner to jump from space and return safely to Earth in 2012. So what was his plan? Well, he would jump from 25,000 feet with no parachute and land in a catch net. Now, obviously, the first consideration is that he's clearly not the full shilling, as my mother used to say, but in point of fact, his involvement in the Baumgartner jump has given him food for thought. Also, that around that time, British stuntman Gary Connery had jumped uh, using a wingsuit and landed in boxes, so it was doable. But the net idea was an interesting twist. At this point, we find stuntman, stunt coordinator and engineering genius Jim Churchman, who worked alongside Luke and came up with the idea for a catch system that wouldn't involve a box rig or airbag. Now, I spoke to Jim back in 2019 for the show The Stunt Pod, and we discussed his involvement. The other voice you'll hear was the host of the show, stuntman Blake Spawn. As you said yourself, you were working up towards a world record. Now, the world record at the time was, what, 300 and something? Yeah, the guy named, I think, Dan Coco okay. uh, had 320 or 340 feet. So I thought, oh, well, 400 feet would be a nice round number to right. go for. Yep, seems fair. And I uh, designed this uh, catch system. Um, in 1998, um, I talked it over with Bob a lot, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, I I did one of the what we call a poor man's um, patent. I I mailed it to myself, certified mail, so I had a, a you know <laughs> okay, government yeah, yeah, stamp yeah. date on the idea. Yeah, um, and I still have that. I haven't opened it. Oh, you still got it? Yeah. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Don't know. What's in this? Oh no! Yeah. Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you know we talked about possibilities, of course. Bob would have been the better man to do the fall, uh-huh. um, but it was kind of an idea I had that I wanted to keep. You want to see it through? Yeah, but um, you know, never happened. Never came together. The rig that you developed, yep, uh, was it wasn't a conventional rig, was it? It was it was more along the lines of like a bag inside a net. 
Yes. Uh, just explain that to us so we have a visual idea of what that okay. looks like. Well, I guess it's out of the bag now. Everybody knows what, yeah, yeah. We, what we had in mind, Get it? Right? Yeah, like these. Good. <laughs> I like it. So, write, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. So my idea was that um, you, you need a big area to land in, so mm -hmm. a net would make more sense. Um, you also need a lot of room for deceleration because it's just the physics numbers behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, those you can't. I've been trying to beat those forever, but I can't. Um, so the idea I thought was, well, if you stretch the net, it's going to be pretty tight when you hit it. So I thought if I put a helium pillow in the middle of the net with a really thin, you know, pillow of helium, that I could float the net. So you're hitting a a, a net that's floating midair, right? And I thought that would be you know as soft as you could possibly make it because now you're hitting literally something that's just just buoyancy neutral okay right um turned out i was wrong oh. so as you guys might have heard my friend luke akins jumped twenty five thousand feet with no parachute and so we got to test the idea and <laughs> i love the idea that that was a test <laughs> and he's already said he was wrong <laughs> i was wrong i was and here's why um, so we, we built the net at my house, hung it up, um, put the helium pillow on it. First, it took more helium than you would expect to float the net. Mm. And second, just the impact in the helium, the, the, the fact that you had fabric there right. to accelerate all that through the air. So it's about the uh, volume of air that you're moving. Uh, it created an impact spike when you hit. Now, you would survive it. It would work, but it wouldn't be as comfortable as as you everybody's seen now we, right. we end up just using just the net um because the net pushed through the air it didn't gather as much air so so the initial impact was was much less right. uh without the helium portion so we just made the net really loose it was uh the ridge lines were sucked in so the net would hang slack in the uh -huh. middle and then we had a lot of other um a lot of other little tricks that we used to make it soft for them but uh yeah, the net on its own end. A fair up. bit of prayer, I would have thought as well. <laughs> and, uh, and accuracy by God the person the, I mean, uh, visually, when you look at it, you look at this sort of stuff, uh, uh, watching the thing and, and listening to the commentary, the commentary's hilarious, mm. from the guys, because it's live commentary that they're doing. And they're, you know, they're really uncomfortable about, about <laughs> commentary why, on this. Why would you do it live? Why would you film that live and record it to the nation live? I, you know? Oh. Well, this isn't that what Evil Knievel did? You know, that, that's why. <laughs> are you are you going to? I think the viewership is greater live. But yeah. yes, it was a risk for sure. Um, the and it was brought up several times. I think there was a, a nine second delay right. in the broadcast. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then when he hits the net, when you look at the the net as a whole, it's like, right there's the net, and he's. He's, he lands down here. He goes, oh, not even in the middle of the net. No, it's, it's, the, it's the shot from the guy following him, looking past him, and then to and where then he's he landed. goes away. And you're picking out, on the, where's the net? Yeah. Yeah. Where is you it? You can't see where it. Where is it? It's really complicated. Where and they're pulling, uh, what, they pulled at four? Sorry, oh, the, the guy, uh, the yeah, camera, well, I think 5,000 was the yeah. official pull height for the, yeah. for the and, support and jumpers. Like, I, I think uh, I think John hung in there just a little longer. Just a touch John, longer. John Devore, I, he was having separation anxiety. He was like, I can't leave my friend. And, yeah. But yeah, 
Mm. It's a staggering piece of footage. So there we are, 25,000 feet. Yeah. Now, is that? it's not a free fall. Is it a free fall or is it a high fall or is it... It's not a parachute jump because there's no chute. Right. Did, he didn't have a chute on him at all. Uh, not at all. Wasn't wearing... Not even one in his pocket. Not even a spare in case all yeah. hell broke loose. Interesting thing, too. I was, uh, the, a new video was just released on YouTube about it and one of the comments was, oh, I see a parachute under his suit there. He's got a, a backup chute on and... I've been really quiet on all the forums because uh, I don't really want to uh, field those questions. Uh, but Having said that, he does have enormous cojones. <laughs> let's be fair. Just to leave the That's plane. size of an elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bigger than mine. Right. Okay, so I'm in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been really quiet. But I, I answered this guy. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I assure you, he had no parachute on coming out. What he did have was an inch of insulate inside his uh, suit, right. so just a pad from the net. And I do have a picture of his shoulders got waffled a little bit, just a little crisscross marks on his shoulders from the impact of from the, the net. netting. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was about. And it's also what a lot of the helmet was about. Everybody makes a good joke about that too. It's a good thing he's wearing a helmet in case he missed that net. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that would have saved him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, but the helmet was, you know, it served many purposes. And oh, absolutely, it also housed his electronics that he was he was. Processing so many different things on the way down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, anyway, I, I answered the guy, and and then I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a flood of this and that, and not a single no, reply. No, I'm no. like, hey, I'm the guy that did it. He didn't have a pair that uh, did it with him. It, yeah. Luke did it, but I'm the guy that helped him, and this is the facts. And I'm happy to answer intelligent questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a single intelligence. Not a single intelligence. Because you're not going to be a social media. You're not going to be an intelligent <laughs> yeah. question. We just want to talk about his underwear. Don't argue with the churchman. Um, yeah. Was that, was that before or after Gary Connors? Do you remember? It was oh, after. It was, it was after. after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, what Gary did was uh, certainly impressive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, those t- two examples right there. He got arrested uh, just around the corner on Trafalgar Square as well when he jumped off Nelson's car. He jumped car. off Nelson's car. Yeah. Uh, That'll teach with you. With a shoot. <laughs> nah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only man as well to actually jump inside a building. He jumped inside the Millennium Dome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. That was, I was looking at the Luxor Hotel to do one in there yeah. because it's you know, the pyramid and, yeah. it's, yes. and it's perfect inside and there'd be no wind you yeah, know, and all that. that. It would be... Cool, but don't, don't give him any ideas. But <laughs> this we we we've had this conversation, of course, with with uh, with Jack Gill on those occasions where you can't go anywhere without with, with a stuntman who goes. That'd be a great place to do a high yeah. fall. Like <laughs> <laughs> this street is the right. Yeah, but the thing is, I think I think that going down the, going down the motorway is right. Every every bridge they've got this armco that goes that covers the bridge, Straight but up. it starts natural. with a like a natural ramp. Yeah, mm. it's like if I just get me wheels, I can actually. But you never do. <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> I was uh, the kid with my hand out the window, flying my hand yes. in the air, and then every drainage ditch it came, it was jumping my motorcycle over it. You know, <laughs> <in> my head. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Simon, and I'm James. We want to talk about those movies, those supposedly bad movies, those movies that bombed. To see if they weren't that bad after all, join us every other Tuesday on the For Your Reconsideration podcast. Part of the Pod Dojo Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your usual podcast apps. And it won't cost you a solitary bean, mate. <laughs> it's like it's free. <laughs> it's just like it's free. <laughs> I think it's only fair that we should hear from Luke at this point. So here is an interview he did with USA Today a few days after he made that incredible jump. A skydiver and stuntman Luke Aiken setting a world record 
when yes, he made a 25,000 foot jump from a plane without a parachute. For two minutes, he rocketed to Earth before landing in a massive 10,000 square foot net. And we're so happy to have Luke right here with us for his first live interview since that record-setting leap. Good morning. Good morning. Still gives me goosebumps. I was going to say, are you still on cloud nine, so Absolutely. to speak? Absolutely. You passed cloud nine, 10, 11, <laughs> 12, all on the way down. We've been laughing about this for the last couple of days because it's amazing what you did, but we just keep thinking, why? Why did you do that? <laughs> you know, when the project was brought to me, I was like, you know, I turned it down, actually. I thought it was a bad idea, and I don't want anything to do with that. And then I kept waking up thinking about how can you do this? If you had to do it, could you do it? Is there a way to make this thing safe and, and prove it before you do it? And we were able to do that. I, I, what's amazing is when you see the close-up of the net as you land, you think, that's a pretty big net. When I look at that video and you're starting out at 25,000 feet, I mean, it's like trying to find a postage stamp in a football field. How do you maneuver and, and get yourself to the right spot? It is tiny from 25,000 feet. You can't really make out the net. You can see the ground, you know, where you need to go. As you start getting closer and lower, you start to make out landmarks a little better and you're really able to see it. And then you have to start maneuvering your body. And I was off by about 20 feet on that one. Well, I was gonna say, you really stuck the landing, but as we watch it again, I will say you gave me a bit of a heart attack because <laughs> you were a little close to the edge there. <laughs> did you feel that way? Uh, I did. Once I knew I was inside the net, I was really more concerned about that flip to my back and hitting in a nice strong position. So instead of taking an extra second to move to the middle, I knew I was safe on the edge where I was. So we just locked it in and just rode it into yeah, the bottom. You did that turn right at the end to land on your back. I guess that's the right way to land. I mean, but why? I mean, uh, you know, I would just think, just get there. You think that net, it bends you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're on your back, it curves you the right direction. If you're on your belly, it'd be hard on your back. So you have to go blind there for a second. And as soon as I knew I was in, I was really concentrating on that, that nice transition to hit in a nice solid position because I knew I was in. I just didn't want to take that extra time to line up a little better. I'm sure you had total focus, of course, but was there any moment either just walking to the steps before you jumped off or at some point during that long two minutes where you were like, why am I doing this? Or you felt afraid or had doubts? You know, about halfway up, I'd made the decision that we weren't gonna wear the parachute. It just wasn't the right move um, for me safety-wise. When I took that off, about five minutes after that, I had a feeling in my head, like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. why would I do this? Uh, my cousin Andy reached over and he bumped my leg and he goes, lots of time, relax. And it kind of took my mind off of it. We started focusing and thinking about what we were going to do. Your wife was there. You got a little boy. I mean, dare I ask, she's going to kill me. But what's next? I mean, how do you even top this? I don't think you try to top something like this. Yeah. I think you just call this one a good one and move on for the next thing. Yeah. Would you do it again? I would. I'd want to hit wow. the middle. I was off enough. Oh, I just want to fix it. <laughs> Perfect. Luke Akins, thank you so much and congratulations again. So there we go. That's it for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. More the same next week. And until then, it's bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>